welcome 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 back to our show this is how good was it hello scott what is happening june and the ever popular joe ap how are you sir hey june what's up scott what's going on joe we are back again with a new episode. I am actually very excited about this episode because we are revisiting a movie that I have held dear to my heart. And at the same time, I remember jack shit about this movie. And this was a Scott pick. And it was his turn <laughs> to pick the subject for this episode, Beastmaster. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery. And it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism, sacrifice, and plunder, there came the only light, the Beastmaster. Now, for many of you young'uns, you may not have even heard of this movie, um, but for old geezers like us, especially for me, this is a movie that I enjoyed thoroughly and watched many times endlessly on cable TV um, when I was just a wee teenager, maybe even a child, because I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember what year this movie came out. And you're going to discover that I remember even less beyond that. So, uh, <laughs> but before we get into that, mm. how are you guys doing? Well, you know, I think we were just talking before this podcast, and Joe just mentioned he saw John Wick 4, Joe. How was John Wick 4? I'm excited to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's only shown theater, I think. Uh, I saw it in the theater. Right, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, you know, now and then you can never tell which, where, how, the, you know, the outlet of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was good. Um, it was long. It was one of the it longest. three hours long, right? It was two hour and 40 minutes, maybe? Wow. I'm not sure. Um, or 39 minutes. It's somewhere around there. Oh, 39 minutes. Okay, nice. It seems yeah. like you can't have a movie now without being over two hours. It's like every movie is over two yeah. hours. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a shame. Uh, but but there's some certain scene that they could really delete them. You know, like there's a lot of scene that kind of hang you on for no reason. It just, yeah. there's a scene where they show him walk or somebody else walking down the street for like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Like it's a lot of, one of those dead air scene, which I, to me, it, it could be eliminated. But so I heard somebody say, I, I don't remember where, I think it was probably on TikTok, uh, movie reviewer say that this is the best action movie ever. He, he said, literally, it's the best action movie he has ever seen. What, what is your take on that, Joe? Who's paying it's, him to say that? Damn. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of hype. It's, it is voted number one movie around the world, all over the world, like in the world right now. Voted for who? Movies. What are you talking about voted? Uh, it voted number one movie in the world. So I read something. I saw it. Uh, yeah. But, okay. The, uh, what do you mean by the, voted number one movie in the world? I, I, don't, I don't think I understand what you're talking about. Um, are you, are you it, taking are you taking polls behind our back? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Uh, no, I, I didn't vote. Is this the Dominion voting machines involved in this? It, it said somebody, it's probably the same voter as for Trump. But yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I'd say that um, number it's the number one movie in the world, not in America. Um, action, you know, it's it's the same. The same. There's some pretty graphic scene, but a lot of them are just shooting, right, fighting. Um, I think, I mean, I don't want to 
disappoint all the John Wick fan. I think it was good, but I've seen better. Wow. Ooh. Better John Wick or just better movies? Uh, actually, Elle and I, my girlfriend, we agree that part three, you know, part three was better. I like part three. Part three was good. No, but I, I agree. I think part three was, the storyline was, was even better, I think. But, you know, maybe the people love the fighting scene and it was extra long. Maybe that's why they liked it. I mean, it's, um, but there's a twist in the movie though. Is the, yeah, uh, don't, that, don't ruin it for us. Yeah. Yeah, no, I won't tell you, but I, I just said yet. there's a twist. But okay. it's good. You should go watch it. Um, well, I I'm, I'm glad you're seeing movies in the theaters. You still see a lot of movies in the theaters, Joe? Good question. Um, when was the last time anybody go see a movie in theater? Uh, I still, I know, I, I probably go at least once a month. I, you know, whatever okay. big movies out, I normally see in the theater. Like I just, I saw Ant Man was the last movie I saw in the theater, but okay. Um, I'll, I'll see John Wick. I'll probably see it this week. Okay. Yeah. Um, to me, I think. Theater always bring better excitement. I mean, you yeah, know, for certain movies, for action movies like Avatar two, mm -hmm. you had to see it in a theater. Top Gun Maverick, to me, you had to see mm -hmm. it in a the theater. It's not yeah on video on streaming. It's not going to be the same. I think there's certain movie that, that doesn't do justice on small screen. I think this could be one of them, and especially anything that you know, big uh, production movie, you need to see in a big screen. For sure. You, you know, with something like John Wick, I, I know you're supposed to half the fun is suspending, you know, your 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 belief of anything real. I mean, you know, so much crazy shit happens in these movies. But for me, mm -hmm. what did it for me? And I don't even know which one. I'm, I'm assuming it was the, the third one because that was the last one I saw because um, they kind of just all blur into one movie because they're all the same. And I don't mean to say, I'm not dissing the John Wick movies. I, I probably enjoy them as much as anyone else. But there was this one scene where he got shot and he fell off the roof of a building. And, that was the end scene. And he fucking walks away. And, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Keanu. I mean, I love you. You're the <laughs> nicest guy on earth, but I can't. I can't with you anymore. You just fell off a building, bro. That same scene on this movie too. He fell off three-story building hit the van, dented the van, and he stumbled for a little bit, 15 seconds, got up, walked away, just like I you can't. said. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, listen, and listen, I'm a bona fide superhero <laughs> geek, all that superhero action shit that, that is flying now. I'm into it, but I don't know. It's, <sighs> just it's a, funny though. Just put a uh, cape we... and tights on the motherfucker already and say he's a right. superhero at this point, please. <laughs> No, we, we, I, on the way back from the movie theater, we were like, I wonder if anybody would keep track of like how many uh, like casualty in the movie, like mm -hmm. how many people, like it, it has to be like hundreds of people who were shot in the movie, like get mm -hmm. killed. And the way they got shot, always in the head because they are, and, and something about his suit, right? His suit is supposed to be bulletproof. So a lot of scene where yeah. he pulled his jacket up to conceal mm -hmm. himself from bullet, mm -hmm. that's a little bit, extreme you know like that that damn suit protects guns bullets uh yeah you know? he's john wick come on so <laughs> he is john but wick. but part four everybody had that suit so it was crazy like nobody gets shot until <laughs> unless they can shoot in the head otherwise they're still running and fighting you know so <laughs> but yeah it's, it is it's becoming more of a superhero uh, well, form well I kind of sidetracked uh, Scott with his question as far as going to the theaters. Mm -hmm. 
Jeez, yeah. Because I, I the reason I did was because I can't remember the last time I went to the yeah. theater. The last is it is it hard for you time. in the city to go to the theater? Well, I mean, I mean, for us, we live in the suburbs. It's not you know, for us, is it's it's not hard to go to a movie theater. When I go visit the fam out by you guys in St. Pete, Florida, mm-hmm. I look forward to going and having the theater experience because you guys are normal people. New York City is not <laughs> filled with normal people. It, it's a it's a running gag, and it's funny because it Ooh. is true. You go to a theater here, you see all kinds. Uh, granted, it's a lot better than what it used to be. When I was a kid, and I used to go to theaters, um, in particular in the Times Square area, and anybody could tell you what Times Square used to be like. You should have porno, yeah, yeah. What kind of theaters are you going to, Jim? I mean, maybe well, you're going to the wrong time. Well, this was after I would go. You put to the quarters in before and... you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, this was after I would. You know, I would conclude my evening with a regular movie. Um, but you didn't know what to expect. You'd see all kinds of crazy Ooh. shit go down. But the the whole thing would be that a lot of people just don't know how to shut the f up. You know, and yeah. it's like it's, it's hard to enjoy a movie like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I live in Queens, New York. And it's a little better. My neighborhood is 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 nicer, and our local theater, it's 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 a pleasant enough experience by New York standards. But still, I mean, and maybe I'm just getting old too, and I don't want to leave my couch. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> what really it is yeah. at this point. Yeah. I, again, I can't remember I, the last movie that I saw in the theater. I think it must have been sometime last year, and I can't even tell you what it was because I don't remember. Yeah. But I don't remember most things, so don't don't. <laughs> I think seeing movies in the theater is like my my happiest. As a child, as a kid, that was always the the best thing. It was like a, it was the, the treat to be able to go see a movie in the theater, and uh, you know I still get a, a, a you know a warm feeling by it. Like I I have to get there early and watch the trailers, even though nowadays you see all the trailers online before before back in the day you got there early so yeah. you knew what was coming out. Now, every single trailer I've already seen on, online, but I still enjoy going there, watching the trailers yeah. for 15 minutes before the movie starts. Same and here. It's great. Yeah. That was half the thrill because you, before, mm-hmm. pre-internet, obviously, that was the only place you would get to see the trailer. And it was like so exciting to see what was coming up. And it's like, whoa, you never right. knew what was going to come up, you know? No, it, it is a nostalgic kind of feeling, right? You you, you go, like, I, I can relate to what Scott said. Like, I would I would like to go into the movie early, get your seat, you know, be comfortable, have your popcorn, soda, whatever, and get ready for a, a, a trailer or preview yeah. of, you know, upcoming movies. I think that's, like, the happy feeling, you know? Like, yeah. you don't want to miss that. Yes, True. that fuzzy, warm theater feeling. We used to have, when I was... <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid and, and I grew up in a in a New York City, our local theater was literally like a, around the corner from us. It was like a block or two away. And it was a small local theater. It was called the Astral Theater. And this was a very small theater. It had like a three, I think, rooms and three different movies with plays. And this was the most ghetto theater on earth, man. It was like so it was must. It was like all as soon as you walked into the 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 actual theater, it was like your your feet just barely left the ground from so much sticky stuff. <laughs> You'd be in the middle of watching. Like I remember, I watched uh, E.T. there, right Ooh. as a kid, and I remember it was like we'd have water bugs flying 
right it was like it was like 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 little zeppelins whizzing by as you're watching the movie and sometimes they clunk you in the head i guess they couldn't see in the dark so they would just Ooh. crash land on your head or whatever it was disgusting but i loved it i, I would spend all day in there no i think the movie theater in in new york big city like that how often do they um refurbish you know like in like renovating it. Refurbished? That word did not exist when I was a kid. They didn't refurbish <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, they didn't even clean the were... floors, Joe. You think no, they, they, no, they were No, like... I'm talking about now. Like, cur like currently. Well, like... now theaters are, are a lot. Obviously, they're a lot. They've been modernized. And also, yeah, um, reclining chairs and all that. There were very few theater chains when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like uh, our other a local theater, which was a, a little bit uh, further away from where I lived. But it was the RKO, and that was one of the few chains of theaters. And it was a big chain that this theater was a little bigger. Was, I'm not going to go as far as say it was luxurious. It wasn't, but by no means. But it was, I guess, a higher standard. Like, you weren't afraid on as to what you were sitting down on, on your seat. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like you yeah. weren't afraid of sticky stuff <laughs> on the floor and... Of, of putting your arm on the armrest and God knows what's going to be on that armrest. You weren't afraid of these things in that theater, but um, yeah, theaters are for the most part here a lot better. It's, it's kind of the big chains, AMC, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then there there's better maintenance, you know, the Times Square theaters, man, that was a freaking adventure, man. We'd go, <laughs> I remember as I used to, I was like 11, 12 years old and we would go down and it'd be a group of friends and, you know, of course, we'd be walking past, you know, heroin addicts and, and prostitutes and, and <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and, and all, of course, the endless rows of porno, porno theaters and peep shows. But mm -hmm. when we did go to the theater, um, all sorts of shady shit would be gone. I remember people would get mugged in the theater. People would like, 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 I remember I went to see, I forgot what I, w I went to a, like a. They used to have a lot of uh, martial arts films and they would, you could see like three or four of them back to back, like for one low price. So we'd spend the day in a theater and I remember somebody got shot at <laughs> in the theater. Like somebody was chased up the aisle and the, the guy uh -huh. was chasing him with a gun and actually popped one off. And we stayed and watched the movie. Wow. <laughs> we actually we were like yeah, I paid your money, of course. Yeah, exactly. It was like, well shit. Hey, did you hear that? Yeah, that was fucked up. And then we just went right back Can to make your money worth it. Yeah. So I mean, wild times. But oh one one last comment on the theater. Have you noticed mm. that now they don't put name of the movie and I love how Joe, I love how Joe made it official. One last comment. And you guys can't say shit after that about the. What do you mean they don't put? The, oh, you mean uh, in the actual in, theater they don't put? Yeah, in front of yeah, the door. Yeah, now. They, don't. they don't show you the showtime. Yeah, because they don't want you to hop around from movie to movie. That's what I used to do for years, especially well, as a that's kid. All we I would plan. Do. I would take the newspaper and I'd plan. I'm like, okay, uh, this movie <laughs> starts at noon, and then there's mm -hmm. uh, it's a two and a half hour movie. There's one at three, and it's in this theater. And I would I would see three four movies during the day. Oh yeah, just, uh, you know, I just hop from one to the next one, and yeah, they yeah. they've caught on. It took them, you know, thirty years, but they caught on. Yeah, that is true. That's 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 uh, it's too bad. Hey man, the glory days of the theater, the theater experience. It's still great. I mean, there's some things that you just need to watch on the big screen. It warrants that, 
But um, mm. yeah, I, hopefully nine six, times out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll see. I mean, hopefully yeah. podcasts like this will keep it going. Not if we keep talking about movies like fucking Beastmaster, yeah. though. <laughs> so like that. I, I take it none of us saw Beastmaster in the theater. I definitely didn't see it in the theater. I saw it actually, in actually, I did watch it in the theater. No. Wow. Way. Yes, I did. What year okay. was that that came out? Not, not, okay. It's so, early 80s. I'm pretty sure early 80s. I'm going to say 83-ish. Now, the reason I say I, this, and I could uh, be way off base, mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly, and I know Scott will correct me if I'm wrong, because he is the man of facts <laughs> and figures, and I count on that. Facts. So I count on that. Um, this was one of those movies that was a result of Conan, the Barbarian, No. I was going to say the same thing. I think so. Yeah. When Conan came out, we got a few of those barbarian sword and sorcery type flicks. And I believe this was one of those. Yeah, I would think so. I would think that this was coming out after. I think this is even earlier than than 83. I think this is 81 or 82. Conan came out in what, 80? In the 80s, right? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm curious to see what what came out first but I, I agree with june i think conan came out first yeah i think conan was like 80 81. i think there was a documentary about him while he was filming conan and he actually retired from mr olympia five years prior and he decided to go back and compete for mr olympia and he won and that was a big controversy so that i don't know why i brought that up but but that was I don't know it came out in 1982 was conan 82? the barbarian Be- beastmaster is 82 also wow so that makes so sense that makes sense because i saw both of those yeah. movies in the theater and it's okay i think i saw conan in the theater i'm pretty sure i saw conan the barbarian theater. oh i did i to me that was like a joe experience watching a risky business with his family my aunt took <laughs> me my aunt took me and my cousin his mother and uh-huh. she was like, she just that's that scene where he's a uh, duke and the witch in that cave. Mm-hmm. Um, she just looked <laughs> at us like, like, oh shit, I fucked up bringing these guys. <laughs> what, 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 what movie did I take them to? Yes, exactly. Of course, me and my cousin <laughs> didn't care. I mean, but uh, anyway, Beastmaster. Yeah. Um. Wow. Same year. Okay, that makes kind of sense. There were there were quite a few of those type of films. I remember there was one. Uh, the Sword and the Sorcerer was another one. Which I unfor- the title. Who's in that? Nobody that I can remember. I don't think there were any big name actors. That was, it, it seemed like a kind of low budget affair. And so it had like kind of B movie class actors. But I remember loving the movie because the look of it and the, and the sword itself was off the chain. It was like it would do all sorts of crazy shit split in two and shoot flames. And it was crazy. But um, that has nothing to do with Beastmaster, does it? So let's, <laughs> let's try to stay on target with this. One. All right. So w- let's see what we remember. Joe, did you see this movie? You said you you think you remember. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I remember a couple of scenes uh, on, about this movie. And remind me a little bit about the movie, the cartoon called Thundercat. I think that's... Uh, well, the... Thundercat was after it for sure. But yeah, I would think that maybe He-Man, I would think is... Maybe inspired by okay. this. I, I would think that's a good shot. He man may have been inspired by Beastmaster. Um, Beastmaster that. was this guy named Mark Singer, this actor who, to me, was a huge star. But just because it was Beastmaster, I don't really remember him much after this. Damn it, Scott! Uh, are he, you on IMDb right now? 
Oh, no, no. I just remember Mark Singer. (laughs) So he had the same page boy haircut, just like He-Man. And he could talk to animals. I don't know why he could talk to animals, but he had like a a panther that he could talk to. He had two ferrets that he used to talk to. Yeah, I remember uh, the ferrets. And then he had like a a hawk or an eagle or something that he could like kind of communicate with. And he could see through its eyes. And um, for some reason, I, I think his whole village or all his people get killed. And... And I think he's trying to get revenge against a wizard. And that's about all the movie I remember. I remember scenes. Now, there's definitely a scene. This is maybe why I picked this movie. Um, there's a scene in this movie where Tanya Roberts is in this movie as well. Tanya Roberts of Charlie's Angels fame. Uh, she is naked in this movie. Yes. And it, is. It, it, this is the first time I, I ever saw breast on the silver screen. So uh uh, it's it's always stuck. That scene is always stuck in my head. Uh, she comes out of a lake, and Beastmaster is uh is like uh I don't know, like a peeping tom, watching her. <laughs> and yeah, this is uh this is what I remember mostly of this movie. That and his little ferret friend. <laughs> I remember one of his ferrets. One of, one of the ferrets dies at the end, but uh, I I remember that. That's all I remember. Was there an um a, another movie of her that she's riding a zebra and naked yeah sheena queen of the jungle good job joe i saw that movie yeah oh that was a horrible movie but she looked amazing <laughs> but it was the, the beginning scene was like the most played for me i keep playing that over and over oh wow uh, joe invented rewind where... joe invented the rewind function just for that movie <laughs> for i that think scene. there was a scene at the beginning of the movie where she was swimming or or, or um was that her that was the same movie right different movie well i guess that movie i don't, I don't know i i remember i remember sheena but i don't remember um do you remember the nudity yeah, I, I think so. I think maybe I already had my fill after Beastmaster and it didn't have the same impression on me as a, I'm like, ah, I've been there. I've seen that already. It's all right. Mm, okay. Well, the little bit I do remember about that movie, Sheena, was that it was bad. It was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I remember it, it being was... bad. She's not the uh-huh. best actress, which she had a second life in TV. If Did you ever watch uh, that 70s show? She played the, the next door neighbor's uh, hot wife. That was there. Tanya Roberts? Yes. Are you serious? That's her. That's her. Much, much later. Uh, wow. Much later in life. Yeah. Still, still pretty hot. Did yeah. she die recently? Or right? She's. She, I don't think so. No. I think she's still around. Okay. She was so, pretty yeah, young though. In the, in, she was pretty young in the Beastmaster days though. That she was pretty young at that point. And and did you say she was on Charlie's Angels? Charlie's Angels. Yeah. So the original three. She mm-hmm. was in the next. You remember they, they started replacing them. They they yeah. would leave to go do other stuff. Uh she she was one of, when it ended, she was one of the angels. Did she replace Ooh. who? Farrah Fawcett? Uh probably. Uh no, she, you're right, Joe. She died. She died in 2021. I just looked oh. her up on your Oh, okay. She was only 70 when she died. Wow, Rest yeah. In peace, Tanya. Damn. Yeah. You were fine as hell. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, what else do we remember? Do we remember any specifics about the plot? I remember no, nothing, nada. I so. I remember he just had to like kill this wizard, or he for some reason he had to kill this wizard, which I think is played by, uh, oh man, what is this actor's name? The guy that um, you ever watch the Larry Sanders show? 
Yes. And he played he played he played the producer. Um he was also in Dodgeball, the guy in the wheelchair yes, yes, in Dodgeball. Yes, yes, yes. What is that actor's name? I, I, I'm pretty I, sure I don't recall he's his name, but I, I was just watching just a few months ago. You mentioned uh, Dave Osborne, Super Dave Osborne. Oh, no, not, not that. Super Dave is the best. Okay, wait a minute. What did you mention then? Oh, I, I'm talking about. Um, shit, what did I say? I said. Oh, Larry uh, David? Uh, La- Larry Sanders. No, Larry, Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders. That was, yeah, uh, the one with uh, um, Gary Shandling. Yes. Yes, and then yes, his sidekick, okay. not his sidekick, his producer was. This is that that actor, but I can't, I can't for life of me. You know, if I we only had ways of looking this stuff up, I could uh, could tell you. Uh, oh, Rip Torn is his name. Rip wow, Torn. IMDb, yes, yes. you saved me again. Rip yes. Torn, yeah, Rip Torn is a bad guy in this movie. He was so, funny as he was the bad guy in Beastmaster. Yes, he's the bad guy in Beastmaster. Are you serious? I can't imagine yep. him being the bad guy in anything. He was. Yeah, Rip Torn was kind of known for more comedic roles, no? Even before yeah, but Larry he would Sanders. play them. He'd play grumpy, mean people in the comedic roles, which I think is not far off from his personality. I saw some documentary, uh, a documentary about Gary Shandling, and they were talking about how no one really got along with Rip Torn. He was kind of a difficult uh, personality. Oh, okay. I that think was I saw this movie. movie. But I just, I just don't think I remember a lot of it. It must be like I saw it once. Um, yeah, this was in, one of those movies that was on cable all the time. I mean, in yeah, the early yes. '80s, this was on nonstop. I watched it so many times. Yes, but it must not have been that good, or I would have remembered it. I actually remember enjoying it because I, I remember I did watch it more than once. I, I saw it at the theater. And I remember watching it on cable like many times because I actually enjoyed it that much. But it obviously didn't leave, leave too lasting an impression on me because I don't remember jack shit about it. So, yeah, this so, might be so a does, walk. Does, he, does he know how to communicate with animals or can he yes. talk to animals? So. Is yeah, that why he, he's a beast master? I believe so. Do yeah, little? But, yeah, yeah, he he they didn't like talk back, but he somehow he he acquires these animals with them. Yeah, I, re- I really remember the ferrets. I think that's as a child. You know, you you kind of grip onto like the cute, lovable creatures, and the ferrets were like a big part of this movie. And then they kill one of the ferrets at the end of the movie. <laughs> it is uh, it, it, it attacks Rip Torn. I remember this scene. Rip Torn's like on the top of like a temple or something, and he's gonna sacrifice. I think maybe Tanya Roberts or kill her. And the ferret like starts like biting him, like crawls up and starts biting his face, and then he like ends up I think ripping it down and throwing it down into a fire or something, but. And uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 Ferris names are like Pogo and something. I, I don't know. Some kind of that's name. Way like that. too much. Yeah. That, if you can remember the name, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's. Could yeah. it be that he wanted to get revenge for the death of the ferret? I can't imagine he would go <laughs> that far. <laughs> it's just a ferret, after you all. You sure it's not terrible? No, I think the ferret just distracts Rip Thorn long enough for Beastmaster to kill him. And I remember in this movie too, I believe there's like kind of like uh some kind of like kind of like vampire ladies that look like bats. I, I think that they're like maybe they're witches and they're kind of bat-like. I think so. Hmm. Hmm. So Scott, you picked this movie because because I remember <laughs> loving this movie as a kid. And I I honestly do not remember enough of the movie. I I I I think when I a lot of times in this podcast, you're going to see me go back and look for movies that I knew I liked a lot, 
but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're bad. And I'm pretty sure this movie is probably bad. And mm-hmm. I kind of want to revisit to find out what I liked about it so much. You know, what's I, what's I'm so sure bad about I, it? Yeah, well, no, why I liked it so much then that now I, I know it's bad. You know, mm. maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is good. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I have a you feeling. Know, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those movies that it's like almost so bad that it's good. Oh, I hope so. You know, where, where you know it's bad and you shouldn't like it, but you can't help but enjoy it on some level. As long as it's not boring. You know, that that's uh, going to be a problem if it's boring. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just remember, you know, liking this movie and thinking it was so cool. and But I never revisited it. I don't think I've, I definitely haven't seen it since the 80s. It definitely had a strong run on cable. They, I remember them playing it endlessly. It was one of those movies that we'd be playing several times throughout the day. <laughs> like wow. they'd play Beastmaster, then another movie, then Beastmaster again, and then another movie, and then Beastmaster again at three in the morning or something like that. You know, so yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure this movie is by violent. There's nudity. I'm almost positive this movie is like a PG movie. I don't think it's an R-rated movie, <laughs> even though it, it, nowadays it would be probably a hard R, be NC-17 or something. But back in the 80s, it was like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's now, fine. Well, well, it depends. Was was Tanya Roberts like fully nude or? or, or... No, just topless. Oh. Yeah, just top, just topless uh, was definitely would get you a PG. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. It, if there was sex, I think they then you get you know, get an R in the 80s. But um, if it was just topless, I think it was PG thirteen. This was pre PG. Was PG thirteen around at that time? This is about the time it came into existence because I I re, I'm pretty sure the first PG thirteen movie was oh man, what's the name of that movie? Dreamscape. About last night. You ever see Dreamscape? Wow. No, Dreamscape. about last night was much later. I think Dreamscape was the first PG thirteen movie. I remember being a big deal in my world that a PG-13 movie came out. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm not sure what the first one was. Was Dreamscape I, the one with uh, the the bad guy of the movie was that nut from the Warriors? Warriors come out and play, yes, clinking the bottles, Exactly. Right? He used to play yep, a lot yep. of sh- bad guys back then. Crazy was, people, yeah. yeah. But who was the lead? It was, uh, was it? Was um, that Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid. It was Dennis yeah. Quaid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's movie, another cable escape. movie that that uh, that that played a lot, which probably doesn't hold up nowadays. But yeah, no, mm. I, I'm pretty sure. Sniff, I think that sniff. one may have been the I, first. I smell yeah, another first, episode, first. Dreamscape. Uh, <laughs> another <laughs> episode that Joe's not going to know what movie we're talking. Yeah, about. Uh, yeah. Actually, I never heard of it. Well, there goes that idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, now that we talk about movies, I realize how much I don't know a lot about movies from the 80s. Actors, I know, because they evolved. But the movie, I, I can't remember. Like, Dreamscape. I don't I don't think I ever well, heard of it. Well, Dreamscape, yeah, if I recall, it was like around mid-80s. So it depends. It was I mean. 84. I just looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so so you were you were here already, Joe, weren't you? Or you got uh, here, what, like around 87? I was 87, here in 87. Yeah. Karate so, yeah. Kid was was the movie. Short Circuits was the movie. Short Circuit, wow. Over the Top was the movie. That <laughs> was the, the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rambo <laughs> Three was the movie. That was the yeah. time. Yeah. No, but I, I I do go back and watch um you know older movies too, but it's just um 
if somebody introduced it me introduced me to it or I come across the movie on TV, but um, without that, I wouldn't have uh, any access to it. You know, like now that we mentioned it, I'm glad that we talk about movies. Actually, I am almost excited to watch all this movie that we mentioned because it's sort of like I've seen it pieces and bits of it, but not everything. So now we talk about a little bit of it, and it's almost like going and watch it again for the first time. Mm. So. Yeah. Do you guys find yourself like I'll, I'll be scrolling through Netflix or or even like uh, cable to look at a uh, see what's on and I'll see movies like old movies. And I'll be like, oh, I'm going to watch it. And then I'll think, oh, wait a minute. This would be good for the podcast. I, I can't watch it now. I, I out there, like, mentally write it down like, oh, man, I want to watch it. But uh, maybe I'll save it for the podcast. I actually yeah. don't do that. Even before we started this podcast, actually, I actually yeah. I, I feel like I didn't do that enough. I think. um as a kid, I used to watch so much TV and and in particular so much cable TV uh-huh. that mm-hmm. it, it's like you it it's sort of like MTV, right? When I was a kid, I used to watch MTV endlessly. And it got to the point there's oh, certain yeah. videos that mm-hmm. to this day I cannot watch. I, I saw mm-hmm. so much as a kid that, that I'm like yeah. I have a kind of an aversion to it. And I think it's the same with movies. Um and and but you know, given the nature of our podcast, it, our podcast, I start <laughs> okay, audience, I start mispronouncing shit because I'm uneducated. And uh, anyway, and you've been trying. I think it's Guinness, and, and you're an it's alcoholic. The Guinness, it's the so. Guinness. <laughs> um, yes, that doesn't help either. But no, um, as I was saying, yeah, I, I I should explore that more now that I have the opportunity. This podcast gives the perfect for the perfect opportunity for that. So. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, anything else we want to add about a Beastmaster? I guess there's nothing else. No, I I, let, no. I don't remember really anything else about it. Mm. But you you said it was eighty three that came out. Eighty one. Eighty two. Yeah, this. Eighty two. Yeah, this and Conan came here. Eighty two. I I can't help but I, I thought Conan was like eighty or eighty one at the. I moment. thought so too. Yeah. So what was 83 like back in, in New York? In what was it like? <laughs> you want to hear more New York stories? Yeah, New we York? want to bring us back okay. to 83. What's it like? I want to okay. know I mean, because... Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, where do you want me to start? Anything in particular you want to it, know about? Is um, it like Raging Bull? Or is it... Is it, what, 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 like, it in movie comparison, June. Like, let's say... Is it like Taxi Driver? Come on, Joe. Any any other yeah, like in, in, movies you okay, know? Okay, like, um, well, 83. Goodfellas? What would, what's, what, what, if you, on, you need to compare it to a movie. No, Cocktail's like 83. I, I think Scott uh, pulled Taxi Driver, and that would be a good comparison. That was a very accurate depiction of New York in the 70s and the 80s. By the 80s, I mean, it depends what part. If you're talking about the beginning of the 80s, it was still very much like the seventies. Very little difference. I know the the music changed, right? At some point, this oh my god, kind of guys, oh or... my god! Look, listen, I, I was a, a child during the seventies, all right, and then when mm-hmm. I became a teenager during the eighties, and I remember vividly uh, that you have to understand the state of New York City in the seventies. It was bad. But it wasn't right now. It's bad again, but it's a very different kind of bad. So now it's, oh. it's like I've talked to other New Yorkers about this, and and they say oh, it's like New York in the seventies. I was like, no, the difference is 
there was a lot of creativity going on in the 70s in New York City. You had the beginning of punk. You had the beginning of hip hop. And I watched that in real time, you know, um, and that was very exciting. Even as a child, that was so exciting to me, in particularly hip hop, because I I grew up in a neighborhood. uh, I grew up in the Washington Heights section of Manhattan. Now, Washington Heights is like the northern area of Manhattan. So it's like back, 90, 96 well, Street it's, up. It, it's funny you say that. No, it's much further. See, there was a okay. running joke that white people didn't know there was more Manhattan past Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> now because I do. remember mm-hmm. when I visited you back in 2004, you were. Well, we at, lived in Harlem. Were, you were on foot of Harlem. We right? were. Foot of Harlem. Okay, okay, okay. If you speak to a white person who lives there, they call it Morningside Heights. Morningside Heights. <laughs> nah, but bullshit. It's Harlem. It just happens to be a few blocks away from Columbia University. And right. that was kind of the saving grace. Which I have mm-hmm. to say, as an aside, there was nothing more thrilling than watching these young Columbia students come and get totally corrupted. <laughs> they would, by the, they get all strung <laughs> out. They By the time they graduated, they were on heroin or whatever. Anyway, um, as I was saying about New York in the 70s. So New York in the 70s was a very highly creative turning point and um me grew up uh, washington heights sits right above harlem it's the next neighborhood after harlem mm-hmm. so that area in particular where i lived uh, like two blocks away from where i lived there was a bridge that connected to the bronx directly and hip-hop came from the bronx don't let anybody tell you anything different hip-hop music in particular the culture as a whole, but hip hop music in particular, came from the Bronx before it was even on the radio, before it became the worldwide phenomenon or cultural phenomenon or whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before you even heard it on the radio, whatever, we were hearing it. There were DJs throwing parties and it trickled down into my neighborhood. And from there, it, it went down to Harlem and to the other areas of, of uh New York City, Brooklyn, Queens, blah, blah, blah. And then to, you know, Uh outward from there. But New York in the 70s was exciting because as as dirty as it was, as dingy as it was, there seemed to be a lot more courtesy. There seemed to be more respect. And there were so many young people that were out of school and out of work that they had nothing else to do but to be creative. And that's where I like a lot of this music and culture came from. Now it's not like that. There ain't shit happening here culturally. It's like it's like now it's back to the shitty era, but without the creativity. Or maybe uh, you know, I'm an old geezer, maybe I'm not able to recognize it, but again, I never felt unsafe. You know, it was it was a it was a it was a very interesting time to say the least, you know. See, you asked Joe, and you got a fucking rant. You know better. Oh, it's good. <laughs> so you said that um, uh, uh, you said hip hop came from the Bronx. Yes, clearly. Did... Don't let anybody tell you different. I was there. I saw it. I saw it firsthand. So the Beastmaster. Oh no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're obviously we're done with Beastmaster. This is like a cultural week, Scott. This today is the Beastmaster kind of sacred to cultural week. 
Well, there was uh, a... I think hip hop came out of the Beastmaster originally. I think that's where it all started. <laughs> the well, at this point, yeah, that is the hint for me to uh, bring this half of the episode to an end. I would say no. Um, yeah, yeah. We have some homework to do. We obviously remember very little about Beastmaster. I look forward to revisiting a new Tanya Roberts with her ferrets. Or were they his ferrets? They were his ferrets. They're his ferrets. That's Maybe all I share. remember. I especially look forward to seeing uh, what's his name as the villain? Rip Torn. Rip Torn. I have to see this for myself. I, I still can't even picture it in my head. Um, well, shit. Let's see what Beastmaster is about. Let's see if it still holds up. Let's find out how good was it. Right? Let's do it. And with that, we'll bring this phase of the episode to an end. We'll see you Stay soon. Stay tuned. Bye. See ya. Sit tight. We'll be right back with How Good Was It? back to how good was it as always i am honored to be joined by these two other fools scott hello what is going on dude? and joe ap he returns how are you sir good evening is it good evening or? it's whatever you hello. want it to be my friend the audience will not know any better good morning <laughs> so afternoon evening if you say it's evening then it's evening we'll, we'll go with that we watched Beastmaster. We actually watched Beastmaster. We absolutely watched it. And there is a <laughs> lot to talk about. <laughs> Great yes. movie is, is what we're about to talk about. Well, let's see how great it was or how bad it was. Because um, I think it qualifies under both categories. Um, <laughs> but, but but let's see where we go with this. So Beastmaster, yes. Um, found it on YouTube for free for once so it wasn't wow. a painful four dollars to my wallet i don't know i don't know if anybody added or took away any scenes on the youtube version but it seemed to be intact and it seems to be what i remembered it to be or the little bit that i remembered um yeah but uh okay let, let's just get into this because i'm <laughs> sure the three of us have a lot of shit to say about this movie oh yeah <laughs> i mean other than it's the greatest movie ever i don't know what else we'd have to say <laughs> but uh so so I noticed, Joe, you, you sent me a picture. Uh, you you texted me a, a short clip of you watching this movie at your mother's house today. So how, how did this go, Joe? You watching the Beastmaster? Yeah, so it's um, actually, it's more interesting. Um, to, so today is Easter. Uh, I don't know if you should mention that, but it's Easter Sunday. Sure. Uh, we actually having dinner with family, um, you know, or get together. Uh, so there were just more, there were more than just my mom. My mom both of my sister and her family and my brother-in-law's sister. <laughs> so I was trying to watch movie in the living room with uh, um, one of the teenagers just turned 13. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought, oh, shoot, this is going to be interesting because um, this kid is pretty... Is it like, a boy or a girl? A boy, yeah. He's straightforward, okay. 
um, and he's at that point in age at uh, where um, you know nudity would be like either it's cool, but he can't admit it. But he, it's oh, the yeah. per- it's the perfect time to introduce him to Beastmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. I was by his age or younger when I saw it. I was no, I think I was younger when I saw it. Yeah, so he he sat down and uh, and I knew right away that when that scene came, the the um the girls were in um taking a a bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and, and, and it's cool two girls. Cool yeah, yeah, it's cool girls, and and then he he was having a little snack and sit by the coffee table, looking watch TV and and whatnot, and then he, he looked up and he saw four set a uh, two set of titties, and he says, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he's like, "Mom." He's watching titties or boobies or something like that, and he had his eye closed. He faced, turned his, you know, looked down and tried to look away. Thirteen, and this was his reaction. Now, oh, now let yeah. me get, let me get this straight because I have to question this reaction, just like Scott does. That uh, this guy actually stopped, said, "Oh my God!" That part I can mm-hmm. understand, but he turned to his mother and yes. pointed out that there were titties on the screen. He didn't turn to his mother. His mother wasn't at the, uh, watching the movie. She's in the kitchen. So he. So why did over. he? Why did he have to say anything? Oh my son, Teddy. I think. Well, okay. Um, he's he's a little bit um challenged. He's not completely um. Uh, so when when he, I guess his his, he wanted to let his mom know that he saw a set of titties. You know. So so it was joy. No, and he <laughs> so he he like no. mom this. Boops on TV or something like in, like that, and then he and uh, and then he just faced down and not looking at the screen, and Alex and I was laughing and <laughs> and then um, so later on we asked him, hey, um, was this the first time you saw boobs? Uh, you know, and, and he goes, no, it's not, but I don't look at them, you know. <laughs> he goes, boobies are like sun uh, sunshine, sun ray. Where you know it's there, but you don't stare at it. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I'm a little confused, but I, I don't know if this was a traumatic event for him or a memorable event. Uh, but well, we, we agree that he 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 has seen boobs before, and I'm sure he been he looked he know and he looked at it. He's familiar with it or them. But um, just the fact that he had so much respect for his parents, where you know he shouldn't be watching this kind of stuff, so he felt like and he a, fa- had a family to... friend shouldn't be showing this stuff to him. Yeah, you know, I get it. Yeah, he had to like let his mom knew that there was boobs on screen and TV, and he's not looking at it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a guilt trip for for a boy uh, at his. Um, so did it, the rest of the family join in and watch this? Or was this? Uh, did your mom come in? The sisters, like, no, like no. Uh, they all were busy doing their own things, and we, uh, that was good because if my family joined in, it would be like a conversation over a movie, which is would be like something that I would want that to happen. So um, it was just Alex and I and him, uh, uh, the boy, and then um, every now and then Al would, you know. Walk past so, and sit so, down. So, so I just want to be clear on what you're telling us here, Joe, because <laughs> I'm very confused right now. <laughs> Please. So you're, so you're at your family's for Easter and you took it <laughs> upon yourself. You said, hey, this is the right place, time, and set of circumstances uh, to pull Beastmaster out on my family, knowing that the scene is coming. 
And knowing that you've had prior experience with um, the uncomfortable um, uncomfortability <laughs> of a nude scene in front of your family, and you decided but, to go there once again. But then, uh, then again, I thought it would be a tradition, uh, you know, <laughs> where you like a scar another family a, a member with passage. Us. Yeah, and I'm uh -huh. excited when I saw him. He, I knew that he was coming over, so I said, "We have to watch this movie with him just to get his reaction." So you planned we this traumatic yeah. event for him. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think he kind of he he sort of came uh, came uh, come out and meant, admit that he had seen boobs before. Okay. Like, you know, it I mean, just. Uh, I think you're know, trying to. Cover, I think uh, this is all on you. Child services are going to be over to your house soon. Is it rated PG thirteen or? It is R? rated PG thirteen. It should never <laughs> have been PG thirteen. This is this to me. This movie to me is is pretty close no, to Scott, being R. This is PG. No, it was PG thirteen. Even though PG thirteen mm -hmm. was established uh, two years after, I think they retroed made this PG-13, because I IMDb listed as PG-13. Are you sure? Because I'm looking at IMDb yeah. right now. It's I was PG. looking at it yesterday and it said that. Uh, so, we're, so we're all on IMDb right now as we speak. So right uh, now, right now, I have this... Oh, it says PG, this, you're right. I have this trailer on a loop. And I guess it's... Before, the, before the, we started this episode, uh, Scott and I were having a, a conversation a little bit on Peacemaster. We didn't want to touch upon too much we save it for the podcast where we can but he did point out that there was a part two and in this part two uh -huh. there was some time time travel involved or something okay let me let me see if i can read the synopsis for, for part two and i'm watching the trailer right now the beastmaster 2 through the portal of time oh there's a beastmaster 3 also it was a tv movie what <laughs> the fuck are you this thing this thing had legs i had no idea this was that far reaching um, I had no idea. This is that good, June. <laughs> and, and Scott, you were right. Scott had mentioned that, uh, like I said, there was some time travel involved in the sequel. And yes, yeah, I see Mark Singer in some police car, and some yeah. woman's taking him around. And Moore was in it. She she was the love interest in this one. Okay. All right. Wow. I guess that's more homework for us. I got. I, I'm. Uh, Curiosity has the best of me now. I have to get into Beastmaster 2 at some I point. I but let's uh, trilogy. Yes. Let's go back to Beastmaster. Yeah, so let's dive into this because there's a <laughs> lot, there's a lot to uh, come over. Well, let's we'll see if we can uh, we can put the plot together because it, it was definitely a lot more to it than what we remembered. Uh and yet and yet not that involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> simple premise. We were pretty much spot on on the premise. It's a hard <laughs> premise to get wrong, but yeah. uh um, who wants to start us off with the plot? Well, let's yeah. start it off. All right. I think all right. So, <laughs> so this movie <laughs> opens on uh, some witches, right? The the witches are uh, some some hot witches. I mean, yeah, they they have uh, they have masks on, but man, they uh, the witches look pretty good in this movie. Mayax, priest in the city of Arak, the god Ar has spoken. The truth. Is known to us. The truth is hungry. The truth is horrible. The prophecy dooms you. I must know. You 
you will die at the hands of Zed's unborn son. Ah. Zed's unborn son will die. The truth cannot be changed. Now, if you know all their, bo their bodies is hot. Yeah, yeah the, uh, there was one scene. I'm not sure if it was at the beginning, where they show one of the witches and the cameraman. He starts from her feet. And works his way <laughs> up her body. He's enjoying and, the witch. And, and I know it's it's it was his like kind of psych moment for him. He's like, oh, I watch this voluptuous body, then you get up to that face, and it's like, holy shit. Well, they one of the witches was uh Jana Jones. Are you guys familiar with Jana Jones? You know who she is? No. She was an actress in the 80s. Uh she was in let's see if I'm fine, all right. But she she ended up marrying Wayne Gretzky. You know, that's what she's oh. more famous for now. But she was in like a, a police, she was in a League of Their Own, Police Academy. She's in, she was in quite a few movies in the eighties, okay. and but this was a you know a, a role where she was basically just wearing a a mask the whole time and, mm -hmm. and uh, moving around like a witch. But uh, yeah, no, it was interesting. <laughs> she was uh, she was one of them. But so <laughs> this movie is 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 absolutely insane, right? So you you got the witches, you got the king, right? The king is uh, kind of upset with the head. But I, I don't know what Rip Torn is in this movie. Yeah, I and mean, Rip Torn was, is in this movie. Is he a priest? I think he's a priest, right? Is that what they refer to him as? I don't know. I, I don't think they really specified as to what his title is. I think he's was. a sorcerer. He's, is okay. he a sorcerer? Sorcery is thing. I don't know. A sorcerer, right? Yeah. I, he cast spells. May, no, I think the witches cast spells. I think he's like some kind of like priest. I okay. think I think at one point uh, Dar or one of them calls him priest. But uh, so yeah, he doesn't have the any king power. Decide, the king is going to get rid of him, right? The king's going to—he's unhappy with him. He's going to kick him out of the kingdom. Somehow, the, this priest has uh, all kind of power. He he makes his his bald little dominions hang themselves <laughs> in, in the in the jail cell for for no reason. He, uh, you know, then. So, yeah, he, basically, the, the king wants him gone. The priest doesn't want to be gone. So he has his witches take the the, the queen's baby from her, which is, is the most insane scene ever because she brings a a cow into the bedroom. <laughs> now, 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 let's 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 stop here. Let's, let's dissect this because there's a lot in this scene. This scene in particular, above all others in this movie. How can you bring a cow in a room and not wake up? That's that's the first thing I want to say. I, I, the king is, and his like queen are like sleeping. King. It's practically like a fucking tent. There's no doors. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. where this guy's castle is. He must be one hell of a king if he's sleeping in a tent, first of all. Um, him and his, they're chilling. They're sleeping. This weird woman comes in with a freaking cow. Freaking pow, and you're like, what is gonna happen? And she's like, kind of like messing happen? with them. She's like over them, doing whatever, pour some liquid on them that like freezes them or makes and them so they, they wake up, strangle. but they can't do anything. First of all, how did I... they not wake up with all that hissing? These were not I the quietest not two people. This was not the quietest witch and cow. I mean, she was hiss, <laughs> hiss, 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 hiss. I'm like, just uh, who are the guards? How do you get a cow into their, the king's bedroom? What the fuck? Anyway, please continue. I'm sorry. Oh, well, and, and then she like she she hovers over the pregnant, the belly, and then she, the belly starts getting smaller and the cow's belly starts getting bigger. So <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing the baby goes from the the queen into the cow, which I think that's science. I mean, I, I think that happens, right? I mean, I, it's, it's, 
why would you go through all this trouble? Why didn't you just okay? Let me just okay. Yeah, speak, you you gonna go right? The, the whole idea. Is I know. I know. I need style, to stop right? asking June. Zip it. <laughs> Stop with the fucking questions. Yeah, if Please you're go just on. gonna kill the unborn child, what? Yeah, why not just <laughs> kill the mother and the child right there? It, it was she trying to kill the child, or he was trying to transport the child? No, yeah, no, then, they yeah, didn't try. They the succeeded. They transported the child into yeah, a freaking yeah. cow. I I wish we would have seen a, the cow give birth to the kid. That that would have oh. made the movie better. But <laughs> next thing you know, the the witch is right over a fire and confirms that this is the king's son. And then uh, brands his hand. Yeah. And then some old villager, some old decrepit guy. The guy does not look like he should be in whatever times this is, medieval times or whenever this is. Far, that, galaxy far, far away. That motherfucker looked like Vinny in the corner deli in Brooklyn. Exactly. <laughs> okay. He looked like yeah, he made then, my 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 uh, sandwich yesterday. And to, yeah, he's know. just like sneaking up from from behind. You know, sees the witch doing whatever, just throws that, that freaking uh, uh, what is it, that boomerang thing into her back. Yes. He has a, yeah, he hears a baby crying, but I mean, come on, dude, you could like, you know, go get a little closer and check the scene out before you you throw something at somebody. You, you don't know, know what she's killing. Witch. She could have been killing a yeah. freaking jackal, uh, an iguana, uh, a monkey, like whatever. Who knows what? You don't know why she's doing what she's doing. I mean. Granted, all that hissing, and she did just brand the hand of a baby. So, so <laughs> but but if, but still, if you mm -hmm. were to brand the hand of the baby, why would you kill the baby? I, I think there's yeah, no more. Into make that. Joe, exactly. Yeah, I, I I I don't quite get it. <laughs> don't do I mean, it. Was kind of how he got his baby. abilities? Is that why he can talk to animals? Because he was inside the cow's belly. That's is, what I was thinking too. This look of if you can see the look, audience, because we both it's just you might as well just put big ass question marks over each of our faces because we are just anyway. Anyways, it makes total sense. I enjoyed it, and I I totally understand the science of it. You know, oh, you know, before we you know when we get back to the scene prior, you know, Rip Torn is in this movie. What is up with his prosthetic nose? Wait, why does he have like he looks like a bird? He has like a bird beak or something. That, that right? was not his nose, was it? No, that's that, a witch that's nose. nose. And, and on top of that, they gave him some fucked up teeth. They did something yeah. to his teeth. It looked like like he smoked like every pack of every Lucy in the bodega that morning. And but, it was but just still gave this torn. He still has that voice. He still yeah. raises his eyebrow. All, all I could think about was dodgeball. Every time I saw him, <laughs> all I thought about was the movie dodgeball. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he's classic. But you know who we also missed in this movie was John Amos, the, the guy from Good Times. The I was father from say. Good Times is is one of the king's uh, men in, and, in the beginning. And thank God for that, because he was the one <laughs> one thing I could grasp onto in this film to, to give me hope. But please carry on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, go, so <laughs> so yeah, so the the guy who rescues uh, Dar from uh, from the witch decides to take him in, uh, take in this orphan and and teach him, teach him, uh, raise him as his own, and so much so that yeah, it, it time jumps another ten years later, and him and Dar are hanging out doing whatever, and a bear just just rips this guy up, grabs a guy, tosses him into the trees. And comes out with a big bloody face, this big Russian bear. And uh, in the in IMDb's trivia section, 
that bear actually mauled the trainer in that scene. But so the guy that he <laughs> pulled in there, he mauled his trainer. So that, that was like one of the first scenes they shot. Mark Singer, is the, uh, the kid is right there. The kid was not supposed to be alone with the bear. They're like, oh, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. The bear just grabs his trainer, starts mauling him. Everybody like sprints back and goes into hiding. Then that bear like mauled a guy on the first day. Holy you know, this, shit. this whole movie, I swear they abused every animal in this movie. <laughs> this movie, these animals that were Cena should be protesting. <laughs> speaking of that, was a tiger was got spray painted? That black tiger? Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they wanted they wanted it to be a puma, but they said that. Pumas or leopards. The leopards cannot be really are not good trained animals. So they had a tiger uh, that they thought was very well trained, and they would paint him every day. And then, <laughs> if you know, a lot of times in the movie, his around his mouth, you can still yes. see the regular tiger stripes because yep. it kept on uh, oh, coming yeah. off. Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty clear that that was a tiger. Um, hey, uh, kudos on them. At least it was a real animal. I mean, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> they they had a lot of real animals yeah. in this movie. A lot yeah. of really abused animals. So wow, yeah, you, so then you, you, you realize you, that Dar can talk uh -huh. to animals, right? He he basically tells the bear to take a hike, and it beast turns master. around. It doesn't maul him. So yeah, he, he's now he's a beast master, right? What happened here today must never be known. Never. You have powers unlike anyone in the village. Touch a beast up here? The gods have put their mark on you. And someday you'll find out why. So it's gonna it's gonna time jump again till till now it's Mark Singer. Now Mark Singer is Dar. So now he's an adult Dar. And his family just gets straight up slaughtered by the what was the name of this tribe? Was it the not the Han? It was like something like that. I, I forgot the name of the people that, that killed them. I didn't catch but the yeah, name of the tribe. This random horde of people come in. His father like makes his big scene, right? Dar's out in the out in the fields, like doing whatever, screwing around with his dog out there and some other guys. And the horde comes in. His father makes a big scene where he takes his sword out rubs it in the dirt, looks like he's going to fight, gets into a stance, yeah. and then just gets run over by horses. Stra <laughs> no, no fight at all. No, <laughs> he's supposed to be this incredible warrior who trains his son, right? Or his foster right. son or what, adopted yeah. son or whatever you want to call him. He sees, he's the first one to see these people coming. He goes out, he makes, just like Scott said, he makes a motherfucker draws a line in the sand on some <laughs> I dare you shit. Straight up, I dare you to cross this line. And as soon as they came in, they cut that motherfucker down like he didn't even exist. I was like, he, yeah, he didn't they, even. They put couldn't up a give fight. him five seconds of glory of a little battle. No, they took some him down. The villages, like some of the like the women in the village, are like using ropes and knocking guys off horses. Yeah, he just went down. He, he, went, he went down. down like, quick. I'm like, this is the guy who trained Beastmaster. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not. Dark comes trouble. back. He does his best. Like he's fighting his his pet dogs with him, and then Dar gets knocked out. Uh, the dog is like trying to save him. They shoot the dog with the arrow. I swear, I think they really shot that damn dog with an arrow. They <laughs> look, look real. That dog look, look, I think they really killed that dog because because a few scenes later, so he, you know, the dog drags Dar out of the village, right? Yes. You know, it saves Dar's life. Dar wakes up. The dog's dead next to him. 
So he he carries the dog back to bury him with his family. That dog was 100% dead when he was carrying it. That was, <laughs> dog was not asleep. <laughs> he was carrying a dead dog. They didn't look they like a dummy either. That dog and like, okay, yeah, his time's over. Yeah. That, they didn't, that, you didn't think they tranquilized him? That he was just dead? I, that dog looked dead. <laughs> he looked pretty damn dead to me, man. If not, that's the best dog actor I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, yeah, so what happened next? His, his, his uh, village, his family, his loved ones, they all get slaughtered. And, of course, it becomes a revenge story. Um, please, carry on. I, I, I... Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, so, after this, you know, Dar's on his own, right? Dar, Dar starts meeting his animals then, right? His dog dies, but... I think the first thing he meets is an eagle, right? The eagle's flying around and uh, eagle. he starts seeing through the eagle's eyes. So eagle's his friend. Then he goes, um, I believe the next one was, was the, the tiger next or was it the ferris? I think it was the tigers. The tiger was next. He, the tiger is straight up getting tortured. He's, he's like wandering around, sees the tiger tied to a pose. A couple guys like beating that tiger. That tiger looked pissed as hell. And, you know, he saves the day, right? Saves the tiger. Tiger mauls guys, you know, kills guys. He He's he's helping out. And then, and then is the scene. The Joe, the scene that Joe is showing every 13-year-old boy that he can see. Yeah, they, <laughs> he comes upon a watering hole. You know, he finds these ferrets, and the ferrets kind of lead him around. He eventually comes to a watering hole where Tanya Roberts and some blonde are scared skinny dipping and then dar like the perv he is is watching sends his ferrets to to go steal her, her steal something from it wasn't her top he stole something the spirit stole something from her bag or something and then she's chasing after it and he plays the sneaks up behind it grabs her and it's like yeah because you see no no, the no, tiger no. She, she's chasing for, well, and then then she saw the tiger yeah then the he came to rescue yeah then he snuck up behind her yeah yeah. yeah, sneaks up and it was like, it'll be careful, you know, the beast or whatever. You know, he's he's just being a straight up being a perv. The wolf. The beast is fierce. But if we show no fear, he might escape. You've just got to show them who's in command. You owe me your life, but I'll accept this as payment. Tries to kiss her, jumps all over her. She's got to like fight him off. It, somehow Dar thinks this is a charming uh, uh, attempt at assault. You know, it's a, it's a you know classic scene. Well, that's what Daddy taught him. Taught him how with to fight. Taught him how to lose in a battle and and score with uh, Tanya Roberts, uh, which he failed. So with. did you? Joe, did you remember this movie watching it, or was it uh did, it, did it seem like this was the first time you watched this movie? I remember I remember uh, a couple of scenes. Yeah, I remember the ferret. I remember the eagle or the the hawk. Um, I do not remember the 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 girl in the naked scene. Uh, that 
I think I remember Zina, Sheena, is it Sheena? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was another movie, right? Uh, called yeah, we Sheena. talked about the first half. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, no, I I remember bits and bits of it, but um, but yeah, it was almost like watching this movie um for the first time. So it was pretty yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I'd I'd forgotten a lot of this movie. Not not the premise. I mean, it's a simple enough premise, and and I remember the lead character and. Tanya Roberts coming out of the lake but other besides that it was really a surprise seeing a Rip Torn doing a role where obviously he had to pay off a mortgage to a new house or something because I did I did not see the reasoning as to him being any kind of villain in any movie he I was I really think that's what his career was though you know I think his really the last half of his career was comedy but I think he played serious he played villains a lot before that Oh, I think shit. he was a dramatic actor before he did comedy. Oh, I missed that phase. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, we we, we know old Rick Thorne. Yeah. Thor. But um, nonetheless, it was interesting, an interesting choice of villain. Oh, oh you know um, you know what we forgot? When he meets the ferrets was a quicksand scene. Some, a scene that was in, I think, every movie when I was a kid. There's yes. always quicksand. Somebody Quicks always falls in quicksand. They got to get a branch or a vine to pull them out. And yes. this time um, he falls in. And then the ferrets, uh, he he mind melds with the ferrets and they gnaw a branch down for him to grab it. One of the ferrets straight up falls into the quicksand and Dar lets that thing sink for real. Once again, animals being abused. That that ferret <laughs> was almost dead. I wonder how many ferrets they actually killed in this movie. <laughs> so you think that the, the 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 scene where he jumped into the fire, that's really <laughs> yeah, end. I think they just threw a whole fair. I think they threw Rip Torn in that ferret in that fire. I think I think when they were they were sacrificing those kids, they probably tossed the kid in the fire too. <laughs> I, I think they did not care in this movie. They Speaking were of which, everything. And this is further proof that they didn't care. There were at least two scenes where Beastmaster could have saved somebody, and he purpose purposefully chose not to. One of them being yeah. that 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 sacrifice scene where they sacrificed the kid. He had just gotten there. They sacrificed <laughs> oh, yeah. the kid right in front of him. He just watched like. He's like, wow. He, he looked. Said, he looked disappointed. Yeah, he, he, like, he was communicating. Like, oh well, man. Well, well, if he does it again, maybe I'll stop him. And and that's he what was he communicating said. with the hawk, though, right? The hawk rescued the baby. Well, the second time, the, the second kid. Yeah, the 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 girl they were gonna throw in. Then he started. You know, he felt bad because uh, the, her father <laughs> was like crying next to him. So he's like, I guess I got to do something. There but, was yeah, the a, first kid. He he didn't care. There was another scene. I think it was before that, before the sacrifice scene. It wasn't a kid. I think it was maybe a. If you looked at well, shit. I think Scott saw it twice today, so he should remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was another scene, and the same exact thing where they had he had just gotten somewhere. Some I don't know. I, I can't recall it now. And somebody was killed right in front of him. Motherfucker did not do shit. I was like, I don't know about this beastmaster as a hero yeah but but no hey his motivation is dubious i think his only motivation really is just getting with his cousin tanya roberts <clears throat> by the way his, that was his cousin. later in the movie that that's his cousin and yeah. he finds out and he doesn't care didn't phase him at all no didn't phase all right. obviously that didn't phase her excited I didn't no, phase her down yeah she was down because <laughs> she went after him at the end he was yeah, gone yeah. he was out he was like oh like you know <laughs> I guess I shouldn't oh, yeah. get with my cousin, so I'll leave her alone. <clears throat> she ran right up yeah. to him and said, "Yo, we still got to do this, cousins or not." So the scene where they have the they kiss, um, mm -hmm. the the thirteen year old boy was like, "That's a kiss." 
That's a lot. That, that was tongue. There was yes. tongue in that scene. There was definitely tongue in that scene. And and Alex go, yeah, that's a lot of tongue in that case. And I go, yeah. <laughs> Now, now really Mark, Mark Singer, the actor Mark Singer. So, you know, looking at, I guess, I forgot he was in V. Remember V? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The aliens. And, um, and he was in a few other things as well. As soon as I saw his face, it, a lot of stuff came back. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I thought he was a star because of this movie. Like, this was like, to me, like, man, Mark Singer is like the, like a huge star. But yeah, looking at his IMDb, I think he's mostly known for for this and uh mm. and V. Yeah. That's about mm. it. Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, so, so he's the baby, the boy. Well, oh no, hold on. Oh, I think we jumped ahead a little bit. You you forgot about the bird creatures, Joe. So yeah. so oh Beastmaster comes upon some guy in a cage. At first I thought it was a kid, but I think it was just yes. a midget in a cage. And there's all <laughs> these bones around it. And he gets a little bit closer, lets the guy out, and all of a sudden, all these like bird creatures, which I guess I, in my mind, they were vampires. Now I realize I think they're like bird creatures. I could see where you but would go like vampire chilling. with them, though. Oh yeah, they were just, but they're just chilling. They're all there hanging out. He lets well, the guy they, loose. They were cooking something, Scott. They were cooking. Oh uh, yeah, there, there was a human head. They were cooking some soup with a human head in it. You know mm. what? What you do? Um, <laughs> and they they released this this guy and. He's like Admit trying it. to sneak away, and one of them just opens up his wings, grabs him, eats him, and like what? What is it like? Like some kind of green goo comes out from underneath it. Yeah, mm-hmm. devolved the body. Yeah, of and left, it left was... nothing but bones. Yeah. And you know they're gonna do the same thing to Beastmaster, but his trusty eagle shows up, talks to them, like, "Hey, Beastmaster is cool. It's all right. He, he's with me." <laughs> and they give him they give him some medallion, like, "Oh, cool. He's with the hawk. All right, here you go. Here's a medallion for you." Is thanks thanks for your trouble, and then he leaves. Yes. Beastmaster is down with us. <laughs> That's what that medallion <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah. So after that, you know, he, you know, he after he separated from uh, Tanya Roberts, so he finds out that she's on some kind of quest. He, um, I did he is this one he meets um, the guy from Good Times, the father from Good Times, um, John Amos, John Amos, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, John, well, I, no, okay. actually, this is a sacrifice scene. I don't think he had met him yet. I think this I have is... a question. Mm-hmm. What What is the uh, a, a grown man doing with a little boy wearing? Yeah, you got me. And they're both of <laughs> them wearing next to no clothes. Yeah, <laughs> there's some intimate like eye contact too, like among uh, between them there's two. You know, it's hard not <laughs> yes. to ask the question, but you know, and hey. this is Beastmaster's half brother, right? This is. Yes, uh, his cousin. You know, his, his mom dies when when he is born, and then I guess I guess the king went on and and had another kid. Whoever this kid is, I believe oh. that's the case, right? He's the heir to the throne. So, I, uh, I Kiri, Kiri is is the boy cousin. So, is that mean no, she's Kiri's the girl? This, yeah, Kiri's she's the, the boy's cousin. Oh, the she's the cousin, cousin of the master's cousin then too. Right. Because cause the boy said that she's his cousin. Because at first yeah. he thought that she was a slave. Remember? Um, oh yeah, yeah, thought... you know, yeah. Mark Singer this thinks she's a she's a slave. So they this is when he goes to the 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 pyramid, which is the I guess his the city where the king is from. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that that pyramid when you, every time you look at it from a distance, that's like a freaking Lego pyramid. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the worst model I have look, ever seen. Look overall, <laughs> while you're on the subject. 
you want to talk about low budget, man? Man, the sets on this film were just like so play school. They were just like holy crap! Like 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 it, it felt like they tried to make it look fake in some scenes. Like let's make sure they know that this is fake. <laughs> But, but okay, that please carry on. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the scene that we were talking about, right? So Beastmaster gets up close. Looks like they're doing some kind of big ceremony. Yeah. Rip Torn just grabs a kid, picks him up over his head, straight up. This is not a doll. This is a real kid. He's holding in his hand. <laughs> just chucks him in the fire. Just, just straight up. Those like uh, uh like an eight year old kid in in the fire. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and everybody watches this. Beastmaster saw this. He just yeah. walked in, didn't do shit. Yeah. It was, was like, what's cool. he gonna do with that kid? Oh damn, he threw him in. That's fucked up. They didn't lift a finger. Yeah. And <laughs> then, you know, another kid comes. It's time. Same thing. Rip Torn just grabs this kid. This yeah. kid, I don't think this kid had to act like he was crying because Rip Torn just grabbed this kid by his leg and his, <laughs> his arm and lifted him over his head. So uh, I I think the kid was crying for real. Receive this child as a gift from your devoted servant. satisfied so beastmaster finally you know the, this guy's poor sad sad father once again looks like an extra from uh long island uh over <laughs> here taco i think his name was is uh is like crying freaking out so finally beastmaster talks to his eagle takes a sweet time and rip torn straight up drops the kid in the kid's Holding on, going slowly into the fire. That kid would have been barbecued by the time that damn eagle got to him. It's going to be hot, right? Oh, yeah. The eagle and him both would have been barbecued by the time he (laughs) got over there. He was chilling on that little ledge for like a good minute or so before the eagle got there. Like fire behind him, too. That fire was like, it was no joke. uh, uh. But the sun is Well, yeah. Then the eagle goes and swoops and grabs him. And then is, is carrying this poor doll up off into the distance. I don't know what they had the eagle carrying, but it was not a child. <laughs> I think it's a Photoshop. Well, I, yeah, well, I know. I don't think they had Photoshop. They 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 gave that eagle. They probably put like a like a small dog or something in a, in a bag and gave it to the eagle to go eat. Like in real life, that eagle would just take off that kid to eat it somewhere, right? Uh, would, yeah, he wouldn't bring him back to Beastmaster. He'd just be eating. He finds some kid bones up in the mountains somewhere. Yeah, some eyeballs and shit is what you would find. <laughs> but you know, movie like this make me appreciate the you know the practical effect of the of the movie. You know, there were you want to call those practical? Part. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, there was definitely there was no CGI in this film. I I really appreciate it. You know, it's really true that they, they do what they can and. You know, you had you just had to believe it. You know, the boys yeah. was it's in the talent. You know, the egos take him away. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I mean, he, this was what eighty two. We said right, eighty two. Yeah, eighty two. I mean, hey, eighty two. I mean, most movies look so, like this. So, so Star Wars. Star Wars I mean, yeah. the, the, what was the best special effect in this movie? You think the eyeball ring, maybe? I like you know the, the eyeball ring was it was pretty great. <laughs> oh my god, I wanted one of those so Ooh. bad as a kid when I used to watch this movie. I was like, damn, I wish I had that eyeball ring. That'd be so cool. And of course, it'd be like Porky's or something where it's just use it to see up girl skirts or whatever. How could you but, not notice that big ass eye like looking around at everything? <laughs> it takes them like almost a whole movie before they realize this kid's got an eyeball ring on. 
Yeah, when 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 um Seth saw the eye, that's when he he they realized that they've been followed. Mm, oh yeah, well, that's jumping long. ahead a little bit, but uh yeah, so you know he this right after this Beastmaster you know returns the kid and you know figures out that his cousin is being held by this uh, priest by by Rip Thorn, and this is when he runs into um, John uh, Amos and uh, his young boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> out in out in the wild, and ends up giving the kid the the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Where did it go from here? God, this Wait, movie is. I, I, how I feel yeah. like I just saw this movie and I've already forgot a lot of the movie. Go how ahead, did the Joe. Boy, you, you take us off. Where mm-hmm. did he Where did he get the rings from? Though they they, they raid someplace, right? And they have, they 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 attack the. Um, I think he killed the, a witch. I think he found it on the witch's body. Yeah. Didn't he kill right. a witch somewhere? I don't remember where the Beastmaster killed a witch. <laughs> I think he had already killed a witch by now. So I, I think the the scene took place when um, Seth and the boy uh, sort of just showed up, and then the tiger was in the pit. Remember the tiger fell into the pit because it was chasing oh, the Oh, that's mom? right. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mark Singer uh, Dar almost gets hung, and mm-hmm. uh, and then ends up uh, the tiger helps him out. The tiger goes and chases some guy, falls into a pit. And uh, it's just like uh, that's that's yeah. when uh, and then, and then help him by like kill the, the boy come and, and they help him out yeah help right. him lift a log to to get the tiger out and he tells that's... he tells them that he owes them a favor. Friend, who are you? I'm Dar of the Emirates. There are no more Emirates. Thanks to the Juns, I'm the last. Juns. Who are you, friend? And where do you come from? I'm called Seth. This is Tao. We are pilgrims on our way to worship at the Temple of Ar. I've never seen a pilgrim who could use a staff the way you did. Uh, but, sir, all pilgrims share deep love of life, especially their own. And I think that's this is when they first met. It, it, uh, um, Dar and Seth and the boy first met uh, yeah. after the, the rescue of the tiger, the spray tiger. <laughs> the spray painted tiger, the graffiti yeah. tiger. And then they decide, uh, you know, because they know the girl too, right? The uh, Seth and. Well, uh, the kid's like, that's my cousin. You know, right. Uh, so yeah, he, like, they oh, were asking him where he was, Right. So they were asking where he's going and he was trying to go save rescue his slave before she get um sacrificed or something. Yeah. And 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 then that's when the boy revealed that that was she's not a slave, she's uh my cousin, which is like uh a princess or something. Yeah, yeah. And Beastmaster sends the eagle out to go find them, is like, Oh yeah, I know where they're going. And they mm-hmm. go to that river, right? They they disguise themselves as the the guys right. that like uh, that ferry the river, and you know jump up, kill those guys, and then have, have to take off. And they they take three hostages, right? They got three hostages on their boat. They start taking <laughs> off. Some other bad guys come, start shooting arrows at them. And Mark Singer is like, "We got to lighten the load." They straight up th- drown their three hostages. Um, uh, what's it? Tanya Roberts just like kicks them into mm-hmm. the ocean. Yeah, uh, like, okay, yeah, this will lighten the load. I'll, I'll kill these three guys that are tied up. 
it have, worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked. I guess. I, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, she she kicked them and then cut the rope, and then they were uh, they were free. Yeah. Okay. So what? Okay. So so where do we go from there? Because I want to get there's the scene, and I think that's coming up. Where, mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I'll wait till we get there. Just carry on. Well, they they decide they're going to go back in, right? They they have to free the king. The mm -hmm. you know, uh, Tanya Roberts says she knows where the king's at. She knows that place like the back of her hand. Grew up there. And they're going to go back and free him. But of course, you know, they, they, he, the kids got the ring on. So, uh, Rip Torn knows they're coming. You know, he, he right. sees them doing their hay and they're sneaking in there. They go through some hallway where all these like creatures are reaching through trying to grab them. And, uh, you know, Beastmaster has to like pull some kind of trap to stop them from grabbing everybody. So, those, but, those people yeah. actually have been hypnotized. And they were oh, um, not, though they had a leech put in their ear. They had that and neon it, leech put in their yeah, ear. Yeah, that, that eats their that brain made, and makes them crazy. Right, right. Yeah. yeah so Beastmaster, they're, they're they have the feed to free the king, but uh, you know, they Riptorn knows what's going on. There's an ambush, and they do they get the king? No, they they yeah, they do get the king out. They they get the king out. The blind, yeah, the blind they, king. They, yeah, yeah. They they take him out, bring him back out to out to the countryside where there's a bunch of other people um, hanging out. And, uh, you know, the king is like, has his big speech about, we got to take back the, the castle. We have to do this, do that. And Beastmaster comes up to him and was like, no, you know, I, I know this, you can't do that. Your, your people will be slaughtered. He, he straight up calls Beastmaster, his son, calls him a coward and uh, <laughs> insults him in front of everybody. He says him and his animals, uh, should go get out of there. So Peacemaster starts crying and, and leaves the leaves the fire area. This is what I want. Did I miss something in this scene? Because didn't Beastmaster just like save your asses? And then what was up the king's ass? I don't understand. He, he called him a yeah. coward. Why did he call him yeah. a coward? You got, you got me. I thought maybe like he was possessed or he was he wasn't really the king anymore. And yeah. Yeah, no, he just straight up called him a coward. He doesn't realize it, it's his son, but you know, calls him a coward. Beastmaster goes off, sulks off with his with his tiger, and then mm. starts crying. And uh, Tanya Roberts has to go comfort him. Then he asks her to leave with him, and she's like, "No, she's like, I, I gotta, sorry, I gotta stick to my king." And so he just goes to sleep. Speaks to animals. But father. I need no coward by my side. Go crawl down a hole with your animals. Basically, he just he goes to sleep. Next morning, uh, who came to get him? Was it the was the eagle? Someone tell him that they were no, captured. The... So, so was it the Sako up... guy? It was a soccer yeah, guy. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. the father of that boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. came on the on horseback and was like, "Apparently, hey, they all got arrested." Yeah, yeah. They knew the plans, though. They they see the ring. They, mm -hmm. the, the king's saying, "Okay, we're gonna go through the front gate. We're gonna do this and that." Uh, good times, father. <laughs> sees the ring, sticks the eye, tells the king, "Hey, they know we we can't do that plan now. They know our plan. You know, they they saw it. They still do the plan, and they get captured. Great job, king." <laughs> 
Great job. What what is up with this king? I I don't know about this king, man. This king, yeah, from the get should have rescued him. So at what at what point did Dar hmm. know that he was a father? It's not not, uh, not till not to this right? upcoming scene. So yeah, yeah he, they they go there. They were back to the temple. Everyone's up there getting uh getting getting ready to be sacrificed. You know, you got mm -hmm. you got Tanya Roberts up there. You got the king. Uh, you got uh the boy and the other guy and uh good times uh father right all up there together and uh no no the, mark singer the boy and um um seth or john ammo was not wasn't part of the um uh, uh, they didn't get arrested uh, with it uh, it was just I think, the, so. the, I think the, yeah i think they did i think maybe not not seth i think didn't seth go to go get more people to come help i think he I left somewhere Maybe because I remember. No, I, I think he was captured too. No, he was captured by them now too. Okay. So yeah, he was he was captured, and they were all up there. Mark Singer comes, starts fighting everybody, trying to work his way up the pyramid to save them. He gets to the <laughs> top, and Rip Torn's like, "Hey, you know," he sticks his his knife against the king, and was like, "Hey, you know, the, your son has come has come to uh, save you," and blah blah blah. Straight up, just stabs the king, kills him. That's it. You know. Beastmaster gets to hear that that's his father, and then he just dies. No, no trying to save him, nothing. He's just straight up dead. But, but so also, Torn was stabbed though. He he got stabbed uh, at on the altar as well. Well, not yet. So yeah, yeah now now they're right you know they're they're fighting, and uh, this is the scene where yeah he get I think eventually he gets stabbed by Beastmaster right after they fight a little bit. And mm -hmm. Beastmaster thinks it's over with. Is like, is he carrying his cousin, like down the steps? I think, yeah, I think he's carrying Tanya Roberts. And then Rick Tanya. comes up behind him. Looks like he's gonna stab him. And then here comes Kodo and Poto, the two ferrets. <laughs> Ferret straight up jumps on Rip Torn, starts biting his neck. Rip Torn grabs onto him, and they both fall into the fire. <laughs> one one less ferret in this world. See, it seemed like it would be the end of the movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I thought it was the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, oh no, no. We still have the the one group of I think the the cuns. I think they're called the cuns. The uh -huh. the 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 cuns are coming still. So we still have to deal with the, the with that scene of them fighting the cuns at the end of the movie. Which uh, what what do they decide to do? They they put sand over their tar moat. Yeah, that's the that's how they're gonna prepare, right? Yes, Wait, they covered the okay. moat. What? Go ahead, Joe. Wasn't it the bird? The bird people came, but that was the end. That was to the end, right? No, oh, no, Joe, you're ruining. You were just ruining the ending. <laughs> oh, sorry. So yeah, no, they uh, yeah, they 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 know the hunt is coming by the big dust bowl coming from the distance. Uh, so they they're going to uh, get ready. They get the villagers to put sand all out, get everything ready. The horde comes up. They get really close to the the thing. And they start shooting arrows, kill the guy that's running the gate right off the bat. He gets hit right away. There's two guys that, that they, they kill, the two most important guys for this whole attack. One guy is going to close the gate so everyone's safe inside. The other guy is going to go light the moat on fire. You know what? All these other movies, somebody has an arrow. They light the arrow, shoot it into something like that, start the fire. Now, this, this movie relies on people running and throwing stuff into the fire. Arrows were not in the budget. Yeah, um, not, not in the budget. <laughs> so yeah, this guy gets straight up shot. First, the, the guy running the moat gets shot, and the gate comes down anyways. 
So Tanya Roberts, Mark Singer, and the Boy King all get on the on the the wrong side of the gate, and the boy decides to go light the gate on fire, light the moat on fire, mm-hmm. and then he gets shot by an arrow. Yeah, yeah. takes one <laughs> in the chest. You know, mm-hmm. Mark Singh has got to come up and do some kind of karate. Oh, first Tanya Roberts tries to save him, and then Mark Singer comes over, saves the day, kicks the guy in the fire, and then the fight kicks off. You know, in the end, he kills the guy with the big antlers in, in a scene mm-hmm. where he like the guy he pushes him on, on his own axe and then throws him into the fire. So yeah, you know, Beastmaster gets to save the day in the end. He does. And then, he then does. the movie's over and so forth. You know, they, they kill all these people. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Joe. Your bird people show up. Yes. <laughs> the eagle saves the day. Yeah, they, they kill the main leader, but then they're surrounded. Looks like they didn't get killed. And then the, the eagle shows up with all the bird people, and they just eat everybody. I, I got to say, as a kid watching that, that, that scene used to throw me to no end. When those. Oh, yeah vampire bat people came out at the end and they made the, the weirdest sound when, when uh, it was like some like it was like whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> well the the best part is like the the nod that he gives beastmaster you know the oh. the the main bird guy like yes. gives him that nod like you're mm-hmm. cool man you're cool it's all right you but beastmaster's like yeah, i think we should get out of here yeah. <laughs> he <tells> them, <laughs> and they, they get the hell out of there before they get eaten by the bird people too but uh yeah, I mean that's pretty much the end of the movie. Beastmaster decides he's gonna he's not gonna leave. You know, um, the father from Good Times is is telling him like, "Hey, you know, you are the rightful heir. You should be the king." And he's like, "Nah, nah, it's cool. Let let the kid be the king." And mm-hmm. uh, you know, you guys seem really close. You know, you guys are, will be all right together. Lee he takes off. Tanya Roberts follows him, and then they make out on top of a hill, and and the end. It was you who was first born. And it is you who should be king. You train Tall well. And he will make a fine king. Besides, he already has the strongest right hand that any leader of men could want. That's Beastmaster in a nutshell. Yeah, he, he got he got some cousin time at the end, and then, then they were all <laughs> set. So we, we, we forgot one scene at mm. the beginning. Yeah. Which, which I think represents this movie pretty well. Um, it's 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 the the big grandiose scene. Now I gotta compare this to the same type of scene as in Conan, right? There was a scene in Conan where he's like in a scenic, you know, majestic, right? Swinging his sword and he's around, swinging his sword. He's doing all this cool shit. So there's a beastmaster moment where he's doing the same thing, but it's the most clumsy, awkward scene. Because he's twirling the stick around and he just doesn't know what to do with the stick. And it's just weird. And I was like, that's that's a good metaphor for this movie. Like, like it just kind of. And, and, you know, OK, let me make it clear that I am not shitting on this movie because I actually fucking enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Once again, I loved it. I found myself. Home, I'm like, I probably shouldn't be pleased with this movie. It has a lot of issues. And I don't know if a lot of that stuff held up too well, but God damn it, if I didn't enjoy this film once again. Yeah. Oh, it's it's simple. It's a simple, it, it it knows what it is. This movie knows what it is. I don't think anybody on the set behind the camera was fooling themselves. They, they were like, we know this shit is corny and campy as fuck. 
and we're just gonna yeah. go with it and god bless them for it they did it was oh, yeah. it was wow <laughs> i think the bird people saved the day really at the end of course they did you know they, they were the main bad guys but yeah the, in the end the bird people saved them and the yeah. eye contact was pretty um serious when at the end we're like we, with a zoom into the bird people's eye you get like almost like yeah. we got you <laughs> it, this movie is, is just wow <laughs> so, so Scott out there. what is your favorite mm. part of the movie ah uh, wow so, so many I, I okay I can tell you as a kid I, I really love the ferret scenes I, I to me like the ferrets were that was that was it like a, a 10 year old Scott thought the ferrets were the coolest thing on earth yeah I mean the boobs helped but you know the ferrets <laughs> to me were like the best in this movie, I, I don't know the the ferrets. I didn't find as um, as as entertaining as I think I did as a kid. You know, I, mm. I found it a little bit clumsy at times. Um, I felt felt like the the ferrets should have been killed many times over. And and I'm sure in, in making this movie, many of them were killed. But uh, you know, they uh, yeah. I I think uh, I think I enjoyed Mark Singer's performance the best. <laughs> I think I like Dar the best. I yeah. He, uh, he's uh he's a perv you know he doesn't know how to talk to women uh he's wearing next to no clothing in the entire film That's but, uh, yeah i found something about him um i i think june's right he he played it campy too i think he get i think he knew he was in he was in on the joke he, he yeah. got it. it it seemed like he was in on it for sure and and he he owned it he owned the part you know, he yeah. was the best thing in this movie, even over John Amos. So John Amos was was yeah. a very talented actor. I mean, if you hadn't seen him any, you know, outside of anything but this in Good Times, uh, maybe you didn't know in that. In Die Hard but... 2, he was, uh, you know, Die Hard that's 2, true. he was a villain. Yeah. You know, he's true. also Mr. McDowell. Oh, Mr. Oh, McDowell. yeah, of course. Yeah. Coming to America. Yes, yeah, of course. Mr. McDowell. I know yes. him as Mr. McDowell. Uh, listen, long history in Hollywood. A lot of roles. He's quite the talented actor. Um, and he was great in this. I don't think too. I ever saw this role coming for him, but you know, eh, I don't think know. he saw it either. I, I'm sure he didn't. Uh, it must have been a, uh, a point in his life where there were probably slim pickings as far as whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, again, this movie knows what it is. And, and I understand. I, I I still fully understand why I, enjoy, I enjoyed it as much as I did when I was a kid, at the same time, understanding why I couldn't really recall any of it is because it's, it's yeah. not, it's not it's the not type him. of movie where, yes, every movie has its memorable scenes, but, but this mm. movie as a whole, just, it's just bonkers. It's just straight up yeah. bonkers from, from, from the start, from the, from the low budget credits rolling, you you knew what you were headed into. You it was like fully aware of itself, and you were like, okay, there's no pretensions about this movie. They're not they're not trying to be Shakespeare or anything close to that. They're they're just trying to be whatever it was. <laughs> and hey, it again, it's Beastmaster. It is what it is. It it was wow. You know this, <laughs> this movie. If you look at the cover of the 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 the, the movie, right? the advertisement I, I guess the back in the day you don't you don't see the advertisement like a video uh trailers much 
but mm-hmm. the picture, the graphic, you know, really, really got your attention the way it was drawn. Oh, it's badass. I'm looking at it yeah. now online and it's it's badass. I mean, as as yeah. a lot of especially for these type of movies, you know, they it's they would Holy do like all this, yeah, you know. They would do great. Like they would get all those painters, Frazetta and Boris and whatever to do these uh movie posters. But the, the but, ring um, is the biggest thing in the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really concentrated on that ring. Um plus the <laughs> The woman does not look at all like Tanya Roberts. Yeah, black hair. And the puma looks like it might actually be a puma, not a spray-painted tiger. But besides that, it's a great poster. Um, great poster for a Tanya girl. Roberts, very hot in this movie. Yeah, oh, my she, God, beautiful. Uh, she was gorgeous. Yeah, I forgot how gorgeous beautiful. she was. She was great eyes. Gorgeous. Yeah, stunning. Yes. She was stunning. Her stunning eyes, beauty. Um, and And... Yeah, she did. I mean, everyone, everyone in this movie knew what they were doing. <laughs> I don't think anybody was fooling themselves into thinking this was like some grandiose plot. Or uh, I think they knew exactly what they were in for, and 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 they did the job. They did the job. They did it well, and and yeah. <laughs> Do you think oh, this? So, uh huh. Uh-huh. Do you but think this movie actually got her another role similar to this movie? Like, you so know. she did Charlie's Angels uh, around the same time. She, you know, what movie got her after this? was the James Bond movie? She was a Bond to girl. Kill. Uh, Beauty uh, or Kill was yeah. her uh, her next big role after this. Yeah. So yeah, it got it got her work. But no. this is not her first movie. No, no, I I don't think no, it was her first. A, no. Yeah, I know. She was already in, um, yeah, I think your Sheena was after this. Sheena was 1984. 1985 was a view to a kill. This mm-hmm. was 82. Yeah, you know, she she had a decent career, you know. She did a lot of uh, TV when she started out. You know, Charlie's Angels, Fantasy Island, Love Boat. Uh, she was on Charlie's Angels for one year, 1980 to 81. But, yeah, uh, R.I.P., Tanya. I thought the, the the queen the queen was pretty hot too. Oh, I, I I was too busy looking at the cow. I I didn't really uh, I didn't get a good look at her. I was uh, I was amazed that there was a cow in the room with her. Let me tell you something, man. This whole movie you could disregard the whole movie. Just that scene alone, that scene was bonkers, man. That scene was and I, wild. I, I it remember was that movie from a, that part of the movie from a kid, but I think as a kid I thought like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, like that made sense to me as a kid, that cow scene. But uh, now that this is what that's probably what I'm going to remember most of this movie now is the, is the cow scene. I don't remember questioning that scene as a kid, so I guess I was okay. No, it made with it sense. Hey, man, teenage logic. What, what what can you do? Um. So so June, speaking yes. of the camera work, um, there was one scene where um, John uh, Emmels stood up John on Amos, the yeah. On, on Amos on, stood up on the um the sacrifice uh podium. What is that thing called? The temple. Yeah. Altar. And the camera was panning on like the kids first, and it started from his buttocks. <laughs> with his... <laughs> oh yeah, no, they, those those guys. Nobody was wearing underwear in this movie. I swear, not, nobody wore underwear in this movie. <laughs> it was really weird. It was weird to watch that. Like, and then and him like stroke, like rubbing like his back, you know. Kind of comfort him. It, it's really weird. 
I think back then it's, it seems normal, you know, but nowadays since we are so aware of everything, it feels a bit uncomfortable to watch. There's a lot of things that you watch as a kid and just like the scene we were talking about earlier is you just don't question. It just seems okay to you. You know, you just don't question certain things, but I don't know how my parents let me watch this movie at that age. You know, there's like scenes where like there's people like impaled, like uh, on the road, you have all yes. these bodies impaled, like on, uh, you know, kids are getting thrown into fires. Uh, Tanya Roberts is getting out of the, out of the, the lake naked I, I'm not sure why I was allowed to watch this, but you know, thank you. Thanks, Mom. It, yeah, it's pretty fucking violent, to be honest with you. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, several kids get chucked in fires. Um, like Scott said, people impaled on the road, on the side of the road, on poles. It's very graphic, yeah. It was, it was quite, yeah. you know, heads in soup, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie that uh, today, I don't know. But um, hundred percent, this should have been R. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Beastmaster, um, quite the package. Uh, for it, me, it's still Beastmaster has quite the package. Is that what you're saying? That too, yes. Dar had <laughs> quite the package, barely <laughs> covered by that little loincloth. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say about Beastmaster. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to rate it. I mean, is it is this good? Uh, I I'll take it. I'll I'll go first. I uh -huh. I have no reservations, or no qualms about saying that. Yes, it's good and it's damn good. It still holds up. I'm gonna say it. I I feel weird giving it anything lower than that because because I think yeah, just like I said before, it it knows what it is. This movie has no pretensions. It's not trying to be high art it's not trying it, it's nothing like motley crew said nothing but a good time <laughs> hi joe what what, what, is, what is your verdict <clears throat> well i think i still i my my comments still i still think that the um you know the practical effect it's it's it, it's good in the sense that you know looking at it Imagine you you were at that time period, and I mean in the eighties. I I don't. Oh, see it blew my any, mind. I, yeah, I thought I it was great. It. Huh? In, no, I thought it was great when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, in terms of you know, I mean, I cannot judge the graphic. Other, I, I think the movie's good. The movie has a lot of wow. you know, good story. Um, it's it's sort of like a you know a good story. Well, <laughs> you, you you know you. He he was raised by someone. He basically mm, yeah. it's like a kung fu master almost, right? You, you your father was murdered. You were rescued, and that was no kung fu master. That, you mean that like a story like like every yeah. story like Star Wars, Harry Potter. It's it's all the same. It's always some orphan. Well, mm. yeah, yeah. So in uh, in in I say it's I'll give it an eight out of ten. Oh wow. wow. Wow, that's uh, about I, that's about I, as much so, as that. So that Joe says, "Good, June, good, Joe, good." All right, I'm gonna say this is not a good movie, but <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved this on on every level. This is not a good movie. However, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It uh, it did bring back a lot of memories of my youth. But man, it's uh, I I would recommend anybody to watch it. You know, I, yes. I think you'll have a good time watching it. I think you'll laugh. But on movie standards, I will say it's not a good movie, but I will recommend it. 
It's so bad, it's good. It's one of those movies. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. no, I'm fine with that. Th- there's no guilt or shame in enjoying a movie like this. It's most deaf. It's straight up a guilty pleasure. You know, um, you watch <laughs> it and you don't expect to get anything productive, anything meaningful out of it. It yeah, just I don't think is I did, what it is. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is what it is. It just is what it is. And it's happy being whatever it is. And oh yeah, I'm happy Beastmaster exists. I'm I'm happy we yeah, I, I think I will be watching uh Beastmaster 2. I don't know oh, about for three, sure. the made for television one. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure about goal. that one. I'm watching all that. Yeah, shit. oh you're gonna do I'm watching all that shit. I'm gonna watch the series. Oh. We discovered yeah, there was a series. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that because but I have to. I want to singer is not in the series, he's only in the three movies. He's not in the, the he did not come back for the series. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna check it out nonetheless. How good was Beastmaster? It seems the consensus is that it was good. Or as Scott said, I think Scott put it the best way. No, it's not good. By no means is this movie good at all. There's a lot of things wrong with this movie. But damn, you'll have a good time pointing out just all these things that are wrong with this movie. It's a good time. It's a good time. It has no pretensions. You cannot take a movie named Beastmaster seriously. It is exactly that, Beastmaster. So how good was it? It was pretty damn good. It was fun. Uh, With that, thank you for joining us as always. And we'll see you next time on How Good Was It? Bye, Bye, guys. guys. Peace.